السلام عليك زين الأنبياء السلام عليك محمد صلى الله عليه وآله وصحبه وسلم is his final prophet and messenger who was sent with the Quran and who came with clear guidance and the straight path that none veer from except that they bring upon themselves destruction and we seek Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's protection from that. My elders, brothers, sisters, I remind myself and all of you to be mindful of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. To have taqwa of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and to realize that that is what we meet Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala with. And that part of our taqwa of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, part of our mindfulness of Allah jalla jalaluh, is being firm upon the truth, is not wavering from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's commandments in our thoughts, in our orientations, in our words, in our actions, and in our states, and in all that we do. And the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa alihi wa sahbihi wa sallam, he informed us that at the end of time there would be inversions, that things would be upside down, that there would be misunderstandings about the truth and about greater realities. And he taught us in a famous hadith known as Hadith Jibreel, which highlights the three main uh, pillars of the entire religion, Arkanuddin, but that the angel Jibreel alayhi salam, who came in the form of a man, he asked a fourth question. He asked the Prophet ﷺ about the signs at the end of time. And the Prophet ﷺ indicating the closeness that he had with Sayyidina Jibreel and the familiarity they had, he said, the one being asked knows just as much as the one who is asking. And uh, then Jibreel ﷺ, he asked, tell me about its signs. And he said ﷺ, and تَلِدَ الْأَمَةُ رَبَّتَهَا that the slave girl would give birth to her mistress or her master. And that you would see barefoot and bare shepherds then competing with one another in the construction of tall buildings. So the first answer that the Messenger of Allah gave, the first answer that he gave shows an inversion in morality and knowledge, shows an inversion in the order of things, the natural way that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has taught us to be. That you see a slave girl, the mother, giving birth to the one who's in control of her. Whereas in reality, the mother and the father are those who are responsible and those who are deserving of respect from their children. And those who guide and command, especially at the early years, the cultivation and the upbringing of their children. But you see that that's inverted. That the child is the master of the parent and the parent is the slave. So that's an inversion at the end of time. And also the second, that you see these barefoot and bare shepherds constructing lofty buildings, scholars say that this is an inversion in governance and in economy. That this is an inversion in the actual 
uh, order of governance and that those who are trustworthy and capable are not actually the ones who have access to the wealth and so forth. But what we see, the more important thing is that we see that there is this inversion and that we recognize that we live in a time where there are so many voices and any of our uh, children, any of the young adults, the teenagers who have access to popular culture and we're not naive. People are aware and they listen to, to things. Anyone who has any inkling of what takes place in popular culture realizes that there's an inversion and that there are so many voices pulling us in all different kinds of directions, wanting to invert the reality of the way of being invert the fitrah, want us to turn our back on what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and his messenger have said is good and right and true. And that people are turning on their parents and elders, where even now, someone who is elderly, it is considered to be something that people laugh at or look down upon. Whereas in reality, the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa alihi wa sahbihi wa sallam taught us to revere our elders. That those whose hair has gone gray in Islam are people who are to be honored and respected and to be treated with great dignity. But now we have the inversion of that. We have people who have platforms and voices and who give out their opinions when they are absolute fools. And they have not accomplished anything in their own lives, let alone deserving of guiding and telling others what to do. And even worse yet, undermining those who do have experience, those who do have knowledge, those who do guide people. It's a very strange time. So what do we do? How do we make sense of what is good and what is evil, what is right and what is wrong, what is pure and what is harmful, what brings us success and what brings us ruin? The answer, although it is not easy to live up to the answer, the answer is clear. The answer is available to each and every one of us. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in the Quran, وَمَا أَرْسَلْنَا مِنْ رَسُولٍ إِلَّا لِيُطَاعَ بِإِذْنِ اللَّهِ إِلَّا لِيُطَاعَ بِإِذْنِ اللَّهِ وَلَوْ أَنَّهُمْ إِذْ ظَلَمُوا أَنفُسَهُمْ جَاءُوكَ فَاسْتَغْفَرُوا اللَّهَ وَاسْتَغْفَرَ لَهُمُ الرَّسُولُ لَوَجَدُوا اللَّهَ تَوَّابًا رَحِيمًا Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in Surah Al-Nisa about the purpose and the mission of all the prophets and messengers. And the Imam of the Prophets and Messengers is Sayyiduna Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. We only sent messengers to be obeyed by Allah's will. The voice that has to be listened to, the one who tells us right from wrong, the one who defines success and failure for us is none other than Sayyiduna Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wa Alihi Wa Sahbihi Wasallam. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala then says, we only sent messengers to be obeyed by Allah's will. If only they, after wronging themselves, came to you, O Prophet, once again reorienting themselves properly. Who is the one who teaches us what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is pleased with? Who is the one who teaches us the way to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's good pleasure and paradise? It is none other than the prophets and messengers and Sayyiduna Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. 
If only after they wronged themselves, they came to you, O Prophet, seeking Allah's forgiveness, and the Messenger prayed for their forgiveness, they would have certainly found Allah ever accepting of repentance, most merciful. So this is a word that we have to become comfortable with when it comes to the chosen one, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, obedience. That we obey him, that we follow him, that we know that all of success is found in his path, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And as the scholars of tafsir say, وَأَمَرَهُ Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala commanded us بِطَاعَتِهِ to obey him, i.e. the Prophet. فَمَنْ لَمْ يُطِعْهُ وَلَمْ يَرْضَ بِأَحْكَامِهِ فَهُوَ كَافِرٌ بِهِ So whoever is not content, whoever does not obey him and is not content with his rulings, the rulings of his sharia, then that person has disbelieved in him. وَالْعِيَاذُ بِاللَّهِ And inshallah, that doesn't apply to any one of us. But we have to remain firm upon his way. That this is not something that is accomplished through passive following, but requires active iman, active obedience to the Prophet And Allah Ta'ala continues to emphasize this point in the next verse. Look at what he subhanahu wa ta'ala says. فَلَا وَرَبِّكَ لَا يُؤْمِنُونَ حَتَّى يُحَكِّمُوكَ فِيمَا شَجَرَ بَيْنَهُمْ ثُمَّ لَا يَجِدُ فِي أَنفُسِهِمْ حَرَجًا مِمَّا قَضَيْتَ وَيُسَلِّمُ تَسْنِيمًا Then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, But know by your Lord, swearing by himself subhanahu wa ta'ala, they will never be true believers until they accept you, O Prophet, as the judge in their disputes and find no resistance within themselves against your decision and that they submit wholeheartedly. That when the Prophet وسلم, if uh, one of the Sahaba, their inclination was one way, and then the Prophet وسلم, says that way is wrong and you must do something else, they would submit wholeheartedly. And that that thing that they inclined towards, and maybe even at one point in their lives they loved, they let go of it. Like Sayyidina Fudala, he used to do something that the nafs inclines towards and is part of human nature to incline towards, but it was displeasing to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. As soon as the Prophet sallallahu placed his blessed hand on his chest, it became something vile in his eyes. And when Iman entered his heart, he distanced himself from that thing that he was accustomed to, but that was not pleasing to Allah and his messenger sallallahu alayhi wa alihi wa sahbihi wa sallam. So we have to ask ourselves the question, are we going to accept the judgment of the Prophet ﷺ in our lives, in our morality, in our decisions, in our homes, the way that we raise our children, the clothing that we wear, the words that we choose, the customs that we take on as our customs, is the Prophet ﷺ the judge? Is he the decider in that? Or are we following a disbeliever or an atheist or someone who seeks to invert Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's reality? Who are we going to prefer? And we might rationally always say the Prophet ﷺ, but we have to be discerning. We have to be careful. Who is our exemplar? It is the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa alihi wa sahbihi wa sallam. And for those of us, especially 
especially our young men and women, you have to be very careful. There are a lot of traps out there, the traps of the nafs and the shaitan and the dajjal himself. His system is at work even though his person has not appeared. His system is at work. So we have to be firm upon the way of Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa sallam. Wallahu yaqulu wa qawluhu al-haqqu al-mubin. Wa idha qurya al-Qur'anu fastami'u lahu wa ansitu la'allakum turhamun. Wa qala tabaraka wa ta'ala fa idha qara'ta al-Qur'ana fasta'idh billahi minash shaytanir rajim. أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم يا أيها الذين آمنوا لا تقدموا بين يدي الله ورسوله واتقوا الله إن الله سميع عليم يا أيها الذين آمنوا لا ترفعوا أصواتكم فوق صوت النبي ولا تجهروا له بالقول كجهر بعضكم لبعض أن تحبط أعمالكم وأنتم لا تشعرون Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says the translation of which is O believers do not proceed in any matter before a decree from Allah and his messenger comes to you and fear Allah. Surely Allah is all-hearing, all-knowing. O believers, do not raise your voices above the voice of the Prophet ﷺ, nor speak loudly to him as you do to one another, or your deeds will become void while you are unaware. If this is the case of raising one's voice over the physical voice of the Prophet ﷺ, then what of one who listens to the voice of someone who contradicts the words of the Prophet If this is in relation to his physical voice, then what then of his spiritual guidance and his teachings? Salawatullahi wa salamuhu alayhi. Barakallahu li wa lakum fil Qur'an al-Azim wa nafa'na bima fihi min al-ayati wa al-dhikri al-hakim wa ajarana min khizihi wa adabihi al-alima qawlu qawli hadha wa astaghfirullah al-Azim li wa lakum wa li walidina wa li jami' al-Muslimin fastaghfiruh innahu huwa al-ghafur al-Rahim إن الحمد لله حمدا يليق بجلال وجهه وعظيم سلطانه ونشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له ونشهد أن سيدنا ونبينا وقرة أعيننا ونور قلوبنا محمدا عبده ورسوله اللهم صل وسلم وبارك عليه وعلى آله الطيبين وأصحابه الأكرمين ومن تبعهم بإحسان وهدى إلى يوم الدين وعلينا معهم وفيهم برحمتك يا أرحم الراحمين أما بعد فيا عباد الله إني أوصيكم وإياي بتقوى الله لا إله إلا الله So then when we understand that the Prophet صلى الله عليه وآله وصحبه وسلم his voice, his guidance, his teachings his example is above everyone else. And anyone who comes with one iota 
that contradicts the way of the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa alihi wa sallam. We wash our hands of that person. We have nothing to do with that one iota. Maybe there is an opportunity in other ways to benefit. But we realize when it comes to guidance and when it comes to the way of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa alihi wa sallam, anything that contradicts is left aside. And that we follow him salawatullahi wa salamuhu alayhi. But then one might logically ask, how do we do that? How do we achieve that in these confusing times, in these dangerous times? And I don't mean dangerous physically, dangerous spiritually. How do we accomplish that? The first and most important in every time and in every place is seeking knowledge. Is that we have to be a community that is rooted in the knowledge of the book and sunnah. We have to have a deep understanding of Allah's words, His commandments, His guidance, His prohibitions, and the way of His Messenger We have to study His biography, His seerah, His life. It should be something that we should have as a family activity in all of our homes. Learning about the life of the Prophet وسلم, engaging our children. Why is this important? Why do you think the Prophet ﷺ made this decision? Why do you think that he forgave these people? Is that a source of strength? Why do you think he did that? What would you do? How does that apply to our lives today? How does that apply to the ummah? And so on and so forth. Engage with them. Because they're going to be engaged by so many other voices and so many other uh, ideologies that we have to make that an open door of communication rooted in his life and teaching sallallahu alayhi wasallam. Another thing to do is to seek out the company of the righteous, avoiding the situations and the people of immorality and seeking out the people of nur, seeking out the people of ibadah, of worship and dhikr, seeking out the people of knowledge and practice whose very character reflects the light of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa alihi wa sallam. Another very important thing that we must do is we have to be very careful about opening our eyes and our ears and our hearts to the ideologies and the whisperings of those who seek to invert realities. And it's very subversive. People are not coming saying disbelieve in Allah straight to your face. But they say, do this that goes against the way of all the prophets and messengers. And accept that which goes away all, uh, against all of the prophets and messengers. And this is okay, it's not that big of a deal. Well, actually, no, this is actually a good thing. Even though Allah said it's vile and hated in his sight, subhanahu wa ta'ala. And it goes against the fitrah. We have to really be careful from exposing ourselves to that. Just like you all are wearing face masks. Nobody wants to get sick. Nobody wants to get sick spiritually. No one wants to take a disease with them into the akhirah where they manifest. And the diseases of the heart are far, far, far more dangerous than the most, uh, uh, the, the most cr uh, critical and the most deadly and lethal of physical diseases. And we ask Allah for afiyah from all of them. And we have to stand firm upon the way of the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam. As the Sahaba said before they went out to Badr, they said, O Messenger of Allah, even if you led us into the ocean and we had to dive into the ocean head first, we are going to follow you. You tell us where to go. Sam'an wa ta'a, we hear and we obey. 
and we are following you to the ends of the earth in whatever pleases Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And we have to really think deeply, and I really invite all of our young men and women and all of us to think deeply about the Day of Judgment. On the day where a person, out of the fear and the intensity of that day, they will flee and run away from their own parents, their own brothers and sisters, their own children. Everyone will have something that they have to face their Lord that will busy them to such an extent that they will care about nobody. And the greatest thinkers, the geniuses, you can go to Mars and back. You can be the most powerful and richest and most famous person in the world. If you are not following Sayyiduna Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam, you will be like an ant on the day of resurrection. And you will be mute and not be able to speak before Allah. And no one will be able to speak before Allah. Who can speak? In front of Al-Jabbar subhanahu wa ta'ala except Sayyiduna Muhammad. Who can do that other than him? Who is the one who says, Ana laha, I am the one for this. I am the one who can intercede on behalf of all of creation before my Lord. Who is the one who will be carrying the banner of praise? Salawatullahi wa salamuhu alayhi. Who is the one who will take people across the sirat? Who will be the key holder to paradise itself other than Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam? Muhammad, Muhammad, Muhammad. Salawatullahi wa salamuhu alayhi. And no one else. No one else. So we have to follow him now and be in his company on that day, and be of those who he smiles at, and those that he takes by the hand, salawatullahi wa salamu alayhi. But we have to be firm and not allow ourselves to be deluded and deceived by any who take us away from his way, salawatullahi wa salamu alayhi. He is the one. He is the beloved, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And he is the one who spent his nights weeping before his Lord on behalf of you and I. He is the one who will intercede on behalf of Allah, on behalf of us before Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, caring about us more than we care about our own selves. وَمَا أَرْسَلْنَاكَ إِلَّا رَحْمَةً لِلْعَالَمِينَ صَلَوَاتُ اللَّهِ وَسَلَامُهُ عَلَيْكَ يَا سَيِّدِ يَا رَسُولَ اللَّهِ وَأَكْثِرُ مِنَ الصَّلَاةِ وَالسَّلَامِ عَلَى الْبَشِيرِ النَّذِيرِ وَالسِّرَاجِ الْمُنِيرِ سَيِّدِنَا مُحَمَّدٍ صَلَّى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ وَآلِهِ وَسَلَّمْ فَإِنَّ اللَّهَ أَمَرَكُمْ بِأَمْرٍ بَدَأَ فِيهِ بِنَفْسِهِ وثنى بالملائكة المسبحة بقدسه وآيها بالمؤمنين تعميما فقال مخبرا وآمرا لهم تكريما إن الله وملائكته يصلون على النبي يا أيها الذين آمنوا صلوا عليه وسلموا تسليما اللهم صل وسلم وبارك على سيدنا المصطفى محمد وعلى الخليفة من بعده المختار وصاحبه وأنيسه في الغار مؤازر رسول الله في حالي الساعة والضيق خليفة رسول الله سيدنا أبي بكر الصديق رضي الله عنه وعلى من نشر العدل في الآفاق فاشتهر الذي رفع الله له القدر فيما أنزل على خير البشر حليف المحراب أمير المؤمنين سيدنا عمر بن الخطاب رضي الله عنه 
وعلى الناصحين لله في السر والإعلان من استحيت منه ملائكة الرحمن محيي الليالي بتلاوة القرآن ذو النورين أمير المؤمنين سيدنا عثمان بن عفان رضي الله عنه وعلى أخ النبي المصطفى وابن عمه ووليه وباب مدينة علمه إمام أهل المشارق والمغارب أمير المؤمنين سيدنا علي بن أبي طالب رضي الله عنه وعلى الحسن والحسين سيدي شباب أهل الجنة في الجنة وريحانتي نبيك بنص السنة وعلى أمهما الحوراء فاطمة البتول الزهراء وعلى خديجة الكبرى وعائشة الرضا وأمهات المؤمنين وعلى الحمزة والعباس وسائر أهل بيت نبيك الذي طهرتهم من الدنس والأرجاس وعلى أهل بدر وأهل أحد وأهل بيعة الرضوان وعلى سائر الصحب الأكرمين ومن تبعهم بإحسان وهدى إلى يوم الدين وعلينا معهم وفيهم برحمتك يا أرحم الراحمين اللهم اغفر للمسلمين والمسلمات والمؤمنين والمؤمنات اللهم لا تدع لنا ذنبا في مقامنا هذا إلا غفرته ولا هما إلا فرجته ولا حاجة هي لك رضاء إلا قضيتها يا أرحم الراحمين اللهم آت نفوسنا تقواها وزكها أنت خير من زكاها أنت وليها ومولاها يا أرحم الراحمين ربنا لا تزغ قلوبنا بعد إذ هديتنا وهب لنا من لدنك رحمة إنك أنت الوهاب ربنا هب لنا من أزواجنا وذرياتنا قرة أعين واجعلنا للمتقين إماما وصلى الله على سيدنا محمد وعلى آله وأصحابه أجمعين عباد الله إن الله أمر بثلاث ونهى عن ثلاث إن الله يأمر بالعدل والإحسان وإيتاء ذي القربى وينهى عن الفحشاء والمنكر والبغي يعظكم لعلكم تذكرون فاذكروا الله العظيم يذكركم واشكروه على نعمه يزدكم ولا ذكر الله أكبر وأقم